Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Without My Sister, in which we are going to discuss matters close to our heart, which are intriguing us, making us look back over our lives and ask ourselves meaningful questions about relationships past, not past and present, just past, hopefully. I'm Beatrice McCabe and you are Rosemary McCabe. And we are delighted to be here today to discuss the topic of can you ever get back with an ex? Does it ever work? All of which was spurred on by the new revelation, the more recent revelation that Benefer is yet again a thing. You said Benefer very loud there, I got a fright. <laughs> J-Lo and Ben Affleck are rekindling their years old romance. Oh my God, we could actually do a whole episode on celebrities I'd like to get back with their exes, but let's Oh not. God, that would be a good one. Or, well, I mean, if nothing else, we don't actually know if they're rekindling. All we know is They've that been Ben together. has been spotted being picked up in a big white Tahoe, driven by Jennifer's No, 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 he's security been staff. spending hours at Jennifer's excuse house. Excuse me, Sorry. excuse me. Sorry. He has been picked up by Jennifer's security staff, transported to her house, wherein he leaves aforementioned vehicle, spends hours doing God knows what, potentially just watching Disney movies in her cinema with her and her kids, gets back multiple hours later in the chauffeured white SUV and is driven back to his home where he is deposited safely like a turd Maybe. in his home. <laughs> Maybe he was just going over to read books to the elderly. Are you saying she's elderly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she looks the exact same. Well, actually, she I doesn't know, look the exact ridiculous. same. She's got a lot more makeup on. Hustlers has really made everybody forget the fact that JLo's in her 50s. Well, I read a thing yesterday that said she really uh, sorry, set the bar. Sorry, can I just say I don't actually think people in their 50s are elderly. I'm just being bitchy. Oh, well, it said she reset the bar or should we say the poll? I made that part up. She reset the bar in terms of expectation for what a 50-year-old woman should look like, it said, because there she is on her stripper pole. And then the Golden Girls, they had 52-year-old actor in the Golden Girls, like, living away her sunset realistic. years. What? It was much more realistic. I wish Golden I was Girls. retired at 52. That sounds so amazing. I. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's you already are retired. Nicer. <laughs> absolute weapon. Between that and Don earlier going, Rosemary, why do you hate working? Well, I mean, that was when I said we should do two mini-sodes today and put some in the bank so when you have a baby, you can actually have a maternity leave. Oh, God, no, I was only planning on relaxing. That's a good question. That just goes to show that hanging out with you is not relaxing. I know, I was about to and I was like, we're only yeah. going to chat. Yeah, I hope you feel bad. I'll go first because I have actually got back with many an ex. No, I think only one. I just kept getting back with over and over and over again. I've gotten back with multiple exes, thanks. I have. Who? People who shall remain nameless, but they shall be identifiable to you by the shame which I put myself through in order to oh. get back to them, back with them. I, I set this pattern for myself very early, though. My very first boyfriend in school, I think we broke up about 12 times and then got back together basically when I like. Oh, it. please. This was like you were about seven. Excuse me. I was 16. Oh, this that is boyfriend. It's not your very first boyfriend in school. It's about oh, your eighth please. boyfriend in my school. My first actual like serious boyfriend no, that I was in like. In your estimation, you made us think all the other ones were very serious. You were, your first boyfriend in school was when you were seven. Okay. I was five and can we please just move on from your obsession it's weird your obsession with my childhood romance they weren't even romances the innocence of it you're the one who said Holding I hands. never called them romances oh okay when I was in secondary school I went out with a guy for about three years and we broke up I'd say within that three years approximately 12 times did you? 
Yeah, oh my God, we were Touch always broke up. up once. No, we, we broke up loads of times. After Teddy Gate. I thought you were just broke up one time. No, we didn't break up after that. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, I might have wanted to, but You no. didn't want to. You no, were no, delighted no, no, with no, that I didn't. Teddy. No, I wasn't delighted with that Teddy. <laughs> I was horrified by that Teddy. You weren't. I was delighted with him at the time. Yeah. I was very I'd, nice. Oh, he was he was so nice. I can't even remember why we broke up. I think it was like, I I just kept getting into a panic that I was like, we're very serious and I'm too young. I'm too young to be this serious with someone because we were like, it was very, it was a very serious romance and we would break up and then approximately two days later, I'd be like, nobody's going to love me the way Dave loves me. I need to get back together. And then I'd like beg him to get back together with me, basically. I was reading today in potentially The Guardian about people who have aromantic and asexual marriages, right? And I was thinking, and one of them... Did you send me a link to this? Somebody sent no, me this. I didn't. Well, I was reading about it today and I was thinking about it for a different, a different episode. But in it anyway, they talked about some people who are so addicted to romance out of the fear of never being loved again. And I immediately thought of you. Maybe that's why they sent it to you. I think that is why this... I was Kira. I think that is why she sent it to me. Anyway, go on. So, so no, what did do you it, want me to say to that? I well, basically just admitted to that. Well, the topic was, did it work shaming. out? The no, topic, it obviously so. didn't work out. I think the problem was... Is it Brandon? Was, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the problem was every time... So I think now, every time you break up with somebody and then get back with them, you've eroded a certain amount of trust. Like, not trust as in, I'm insecure now, I don't trust you. You know, like, as in, I think you're going to cheat or I don't trust. But trust that that person loves you and will be there for you, if you know what I mean. And you make that person more and more insecure every time you break up, even if it's just once. It's no longer unconditional. There are conditions. You have proven to them by breaking up with them that, that it is conditional. Well, it's no longer unconditional, but it's also just no longer easy in a way because you've kind of broken something. Like you've you've upset them in a way that you had never upset them before. Do you know what I mean? You've like... No, I don't think that... I mean, I personally don't think that's it. I was watching Good Girls last night and I was looking at the relationship between Beth, the protagonist, and her husband, who are now to kind of in this weird truce-like relationship where they're both working to make it work, but they've both been very transparent with each other in their failings. You know, now they've both know they've both cheated. They both know that they've done things the other one is not spoiler happy alert with. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Good girls or whatever. Yeah. But they're together and they're accepting of each other. And I thought, is this what, like, relationships are not easy, right? Does this mean, is it easier to be with somebody if you know and you accept? Like, I was like, I could never have understood that in my 20s because I was very black and white on like if you cheat on me it's over whereas now I think if you cheat on me I don't know if we can make it through it can we I mean I, I maybe you know I don't yeah. think but I, if you leave me then to your point but I don't think it's about but I think that's like then when you're, you're no longer it's you're making clear to me that this is something that can break this is something yeah, that I'm not committed yeah. to yeah and you that, that, that you're no longer in this with me in the way that I thought you were you know what I mean that you're like we're both committed to this if somebody walks away it's like oh so you're willing to walk away you know what I mean that it, it just becomes a different flavor so to speak I did break up um sorry Liam uh, <laughs> I did break up with Liam at I thought, one point I thought Liam broke up with you no 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 pretty sure Liam broke up with no, you no no at the end at the end it was it was mutual and maybe like no, a little I mean, bit I think more Liam, I think Liam broke up with you every time okay I broke up with Liam. I think, you know what? I think it was, I was really struggling with my mental health and I was having a really hard time at work. I was really, really stressed. I really was finding my boss really difficult. I was finding work really difficult. Liam and I were dating. We'd probably only been dating about six months. 
and I was in this, I was just in a panic where I was like, I can't manage it. You know, I can't manage everything. I can't manage my feelings about work and this and that. And I was like, the only thing, because I was like, I can't quit my job. Even though I could have, I totally could have quit my job. But in my head, I was like, I can't quit my job. I can't stop paying rent. I can't do this. Be mom's voice in your head. Like, you can't quit your job. You haven't been in for a decade. You haven't got your pension yet. (laughs) Um, But I was like, but I can end my relationship and that'll be something I don't need to worry about. Even though I wasn't, it wasn't especially worried about it, but I was kind of feeling like I can't, you know, I can't make time or I can't, I can't make mental space for it, if you know what I mean. And I remember at the time telling you about it and you were like, you're being insane. That's helpful. Yeah. I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't no, use no, that no. word. No, 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 you didn't use that word. But like, you, you know, you were basically like, no, no, like, th- like, this is a bad decision. He's great. You don't want to break up with him. You're just having a tough time. And I was like, no, 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 it's much easier. Like, I just didn't, like, I don't have that to worry about. And then like, typically about two weeks later, I was like, made a mistake. Nobody's ever going to love me again. No, but I was also just like, I really missed him. And I was like, he's like, he's such a great guy. We had a great relationship. You know, in, in hindsight, I think, it was just that we, well, like, like the reason we broke up overall is because we just realized we were really, really good friends and that it wasn't a romance anymore. It was just like a great friendship. And he's a now, romantic partnership. Yeah. And yeah. And, and he's now one of my best and most kind of precious friends. Oh, if, if that makes sense. Get a grip. What? Precious. My most precious. No, but- <laughs> precious yeah but like you know my my best loved like one of the people I feel closest to in the world probably and I'm so glad that we actually didn't break up that first time because I think we wouldn't have been able to salvage a friendship from it because it was you know because it came so out of nowhere he was really upset like I was really upset we weren't talking afterwards anyway then in my upset I decided that the best thing to do would be to adopt a puppy so I adopted Quillon I think I I think I was living with 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 mom and dad at the time or I had just moved back in with mom and dad that was probably part of it part of the whole panic and uh, I adopted this puppy, then realized I needed to get back with Liam. And he agreed to meet me and I brought the puppy. And I have to say now, when it comes to getting back with your ex, puppy's a great way <laughs> to lure them in because he couldn't be angry with me because the puppy was there. Well, he was he was pretty angry with me, but the puppy was there as, as a distraction. And then we got back together. We had another blissful year before we realized we were just better off as like best friends. And then we've been best friends ever since. But it was a good year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was actually great. And I think, but you know what? I think that was because... I knew that I had totally made a mistake and, and it wasn't a breakup that like I didn't come back from it and go, OK, I think we should get back together, but you need to do this. But I need you. to. It was all like me going, this was all my mistake. It's nothing you did. Like you don't need to change anything. I was being a dickhead. Whereas I think a lot of the time when you have breakups or like breaks in relationships, it is probably a lot of the time because of both people. You know, what I mean, that you're like, you know, you've made, you know, you haven't been making time for me or I feel like when we argue, you make me feel like I'm being stupid when I have a legitimate, you know what I mean? So you like, you kind of come back to it and you're like, okay, we both need to work on this. Whereas I think the reason we could get back together and the relationship was still good afterwards, but was because it was completely my fault. Oh, And there was nothing that he had to like blame himself for or feel insecure about or worry about really. And I just had to work on letting him know that, you know what I mean? That like, this isn't, this isn't because I don't want to be with you. This is because I was having a total panic and I love you. And this is like nothing, like you, you have no blame in this. Like, the, the, you I have, have to say no he was to very um, supportive and patient partner to, to accept that. Yeah. To be willing, you know, because I mean, yeah. he must have been very hurt. Like it's hard yeah, to go was, through yeah. all of that and then be like willing to open yourself up to it again. You must be something special, Rosie. Oh, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> Okay, so 
I would say that I have gotten back together with people that I broke up with how many times? Have you ever broken up with Don? No. Have oh. I? Have I wanted to? No. <laughs> have I? No. I have not. So I went out with... Let me see. Who did I... Yeah, so I went out with... Um, had a, a relationship that I was very passionate about, that I was very infatuated with this particular individual. And... Was he good at crosswords? Very good at crosswords. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, smart, etc. But I think like... Look, I was actually only talking about this at work the other day with my poor colleagues who probably don't need to know these details of my life. And I was talking about like, the, the relationship itself from the beginning was just one of those, something dramatic is always happening, not necessarily within the confines of the relationship, but to this individual. He had an extremely dramatic life, right? Mm-hmm. And I even remember one night, he wasn't, like he was pretty broke most of the time, right? And I remember he had a car, and but like he didn't necessarily have, he had, you know, Collision insurance, but not fire, theft, etc. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, okay. one time, and everything things so were he always had breaking third down. Party kind of thing, but yeah, not, like stuff yeah. was always breaking down. You know, there was always a drama. Like, oh, I, I, I was late. I missed this opportunity because my car broke down, or I missed this opportunity because I forgot about it. Like, there was always it was always very high kind of turmoil, you know. And uh, he was really smart, genuinely. But I definitely, in hindsight, I think, and not being a doctor, like I think had issues, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they are, I'm mm-hmm. not going to try and like diagnose them. I don't know, but no, I think... No, but I mean, probably had things that he could do with help dealing with. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. right. And wasn't, but definitely kind of lived outside the system in his mind, you know, that he wasn't, he was very suspicious or like rejected. He was kind of a lot of punk in spirit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah maybe that's anarchist. it. Yeah. yeah. I remember at one point, I mean, and I kind of got very wrapped up in his life versus him getting very wrapped up in mine, you know, mm-hmm. and he had, he had been in... He was older than me. He had a kid, all this kind of stuff. So he had a lot more, I mean, baggage is the wrong word, but like no. a lot more history, a lot more yeah, ties yeah. than I had, right? And yeah, I, I, I mean, was kind of... He had a lot going on. Yeah. And he was much more kind of firmly embedded in the, you know, in his life than I maybe... Yeah. I was more just graduating. I was in college and I was much more like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? You know, the, the yeah. world's my oyster, lots of options, etc. And he was more like, I have to stay here. I have my kid. I have these responsibilities and blah, blah, blah. Fine. And I remember one time, like just all these kind of disastrous things would happen. Like I had this really, I had a job in a, in a shop, right? In this village that I took a year off college and I had a job in a shop, in an antique shop. And I got offered through this shop, like I met a, met a couple of people and one of them had a big house that he didn't live in, but that he owned in the town that we were in, the village that we were living in. And he offered me, that I was living in, like we weren't living together. And he offered me to kind of act as care you know, caretaker in this house. I, I was only reminded of this because mom sent me a picture from the newspaper. Is this the house you minded for a wet weekend? You're a disgrace. Thanks. Like, <laughs> but I was like, what happened in that? I only, for, I kind of forgotten about it because it was really a short thing. It was only about two months. I actually hated it because it was really remote and it was down a really long drive. It was a massive, big Victorian house and I had a tiny wing of it, like wing, room. Yeah, right? yeah. And I wasn't really allowed into the it rest of it. Sounds very and the Beast. Did you have a car at the time? Yeah, I had a car. Oh yeah, okay, good. And it was very unnerving because like it was pitch black yeah. at night there was nobody else in reach I think I had a cell phone but they weren't like you know you couldn't go do you mean a mobile yeah but I mean I don't think I could you know I think that we didn't have internet access on our yeah. phones or anything yeah, like yeah. that so you're pretty cut off you know and you know me yeah. I don't charge my phone the best no. of times and you're probably always running out of credit as well oh no doubt anyway so and mom's like what and I remember one so and I had been given strict instructions yeah you're right it was very beauty and the beast like you're not nobody is you're not to go into any of the rest of the house and I remember at one point my there's a rose in 
in the West Wing, casting one petal aside each yeah, day. Don't exactly. touch it. Exactly. My boyfriend and his friend came over and we were just drink, you know, having drinks and like chatting and stuff. And then it was nighttime and I remember like my boyfriend was like, You can sleep in that room. There should be fine. Nobody will notice if he sleeps in this room, right? So I was like very under the thumb not under the thumb, but like you know no but just also not wanting to be the nerd to be like yeah no no you can't go in I'm not allowed to go in that room yeah and I was like okay well it's fine I was like okay well I mean I'm sure we and I was also like I'm sure we can make the bed and like make the bed we did and all this kind of stuff anyway and that your man there was a groundskeeper there who had it in for me from the get-go he I probably think he had a gossamer thread attached to the doorknob <laughs> but he knew that you'd got it open it. anyway long story short they discovered that your man had slept in it one night and then I got kicked out, right? But you were living there for free, weren't you? Like, I was living there for free, it. to mind it, right? And okay, I got yeah. kicked out. But like, it happened once. There was no second chance here. These kids of mine would not know what hit them. But the irony of it all was that I then discovered that six months later, the guy who had slept in the room got the job after me. I was like, what? Yeah, little did they know. Oh, they didn't know? No, they didn't oh know. Oh my God, what a cheeky fucker. I know, right? So he got the job after me. That's I mean, he obviously gas. slept, he probably slept in that bed just to get me out. I was yeah, like yeah. absolutely raging. Anyway, so I got kicked out. So that was kind of, and then I, then I lived in a room above the pub, which actually was great crack. And that was actually, oh, I hate that. No, it was brilliant. Like a lovely apartment actually above the pub. And it was super chic. And, and anytime, I, sorry, anytime I think of a room above the pub, I think of the scene in <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the first one where the hobbits go and sleep above the pub <laughs> and Aragorn spends the night looking out the window. <laughs> It was actually it was it was more like loft style, and there were three other people living in it with me, and it was really nice and kind of to me. It was the first kind of cool living outside of home that I mean, not outside of home. The first cool living, yeah, it was really cool, right? And these guys were very nice and had like one of them was an artist, and one of them worked in a hotel, and they were very nice. At one point on the way, like we had some night. I keep wanting to say his name, but no, my boyfriend was off in Dublin doing something, and he drove back down in his car. It'd be so much handier if his name was Paul. Oh, I call him Paul. And okay. so Paul was in Dublin and he drove back down in his car and he ran out of petrol. This was the kind of stuff that happened. Oh, to him, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and he yeah. ran he out of petrol. Money. Yeah, a mile outside the, the town. And so he walked home that and he walked to me that night and he was like, can I stay here? And he was calling and calling and calling. He was outside for six hours. You know, this kind of drama, yeah, like yeah. somebody's out there outside and they're calling, they're throwing pebbles at the window. You're like, it's not even my bedroom. Anyway, and Paul... So he came and he stayed the night fine. The next morning, Paul goes up to get his car and it's been burnt out, right? It's on the side of the road. So now he's no money, he's no car, right? It's that kind of thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. how quickly things can go from bad to worse to kind of really bad. So he was staying with me then for a couple of weeks and there was a party. And we went to this party and there was this really cool girl that I had a kind of a girl crush on. I only met her that night, but I was like, this girl's super cool. And she was, and we were chatting, getting on really well. And I was like, oh, that girl's really nice. Like, well, you know. You know, you know what I mean? Like just somebody that you like. And I was like, I think we could be friends, etc. Because it's a very artistic kind of eclectic town of like lots of students and stuff. And parties going on. We're all in the kitchen. I, I mean, I don't even know whose house it was. It was a great party though. We're having a great time. And at one point I go looking for Paul. And I go out to the, and I see a gang of our mutual friends. I'm like, has anybody seen Paul? And they all look really shifty. Oh, no, no, no. Like, nobody's seen Paul. So I go outside to the... And I'm like, is anybody seen Paul? And my friend is outside the house. And he goes... Because he, I, I, he goes, I, I just don't want to be in the middle of this. And Paul told me not to tell you, but like... He, and he just pointed to the back garden. So I go around the side of the house. There he is on the grass, lying down on the grass, snogging this girl, right? I was absolutely raging. And I just remember, like... I don't even think I was raging, actually. I said that absolutely... I was absolutely shocked. I just remember looking, like, and kind of standing there and just feeling like such a spare you know I was like yeah, yeah. I, I was more like what I was like can't brain cannot process what is happening on grass feel embarrassed mortified surprised 
slow moving. I wanted to be your friend, you bitch. Well, I mean, actually, I didn't even really care about her at all. I was just like oh, yeah, horrified well, with him. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I still like, I struggled to kind of process like, what? <laughs> so I stormed off home, right? Walked home, stormed off home, waiting for him to call and apologize. Oh, no. Never did, right? Waiting, waiting, waiting. Never did. Me crying, sobbing. I remember I was listening to Khalees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on repeat, good choice. on repeat in my bedroom. Until I hate eventually, you so much right yeah, now. Mm. Sobbing, sobbing into the pillow the while Khalees. No, I hated that song. Oh, and I remember at one point the flatmates were like, "Do you mind turning Khalees off?" <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I think the soundtrack of my life is like, what's her name? Beverly Knight. Beverly Knight. Khalees. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Alanis Morissette. Beverly oh, Knight. I don't think but Alanis Morissette, maybe. When you were younger. Yeah, definitely. Alanis Morissette. No, Pearl Jam, Jeremy. Pearl Jam, yeah. Pearl Jam. Sorry, we'll start with the mini pops. Pearl Jam. I don't think, well, Alanis Morissette, but like only because it, like, there wasn't an emotional event Pearl Jam, tied the album to with the ram on the front of it. Yeah, exactly yeah, that one. still see it. Anyway, so, so he never like approached me, right? And funnily enough, all the people in, like who worked in the pub where I used to go and have my lunch, like above which I lived, were like, oh, you know, you're so much better off. Like we didn't want to tell you at the time, but like he's just not reliable and definitely, you know, is a bit of a cheater, blah, blah, blah. Which obviously fell on deaf ears because about two weeks later, I'm like, can we meet? Oh, so sorry, you hadn't heard from him in two weeks and you texted him? Yeah. It's really bad, isn't it? Beatrice. I know, Rosemary. It's so embarrassing. It's so crap honestly so then we meet and he's like I don't think we should get back together and you you were like what I beg to differ young man I was like well I begged anyway oh god um, I don't know if I begged I can't remember verbatim but like basically the, that was the gist of it how mortifying and then you and then you did get back together and we got back together for how long then I don't know about six months oh too long way too long Poor you. But then I just spent all the rest of the time, every time he looked at anybody sideways, being like, did you fancy her? I never said that. I was like, I'm super chill. But I was like, did he fancy her? <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it so fucked up that like, even after this happened, mm-hmm. you get to not be chill. Do you know what oh, I mean? I wasn't. No, you don't get to be chill when you beg that person to get back with you. Um, yeah, but like... Oh. Yeah, no, he didn't owe me anything. He never said he'd be a better person or he was extremely oh. sorry. He just said nothing. And then in the end, did I break up with him? No, he broke up with me by not turning up to an event that he was supposed to be at and then just saying, sorry, I'm not coming. Oh, yeah. And then I said, well, if you're not coming, then it's over. He said, then I guess it's over. And then I sobbed salty tears on the train on the way into college for at least a month. And I remember I told you this before and you mm-hmm. were like, it's ridiculous. My eyes were just leaking like I wouldn't even be crying my eyes were just Beatrice, crying for me I remember I remember <laughs> listen to shoulda woulda coulda on repeat trying to oh that was when shoulda woulda coulda so yeah, they're both we for were, him we were he doesn't deserve a... those two good no, songs no he doesn't we were in a rage as well all of us because you were doing your like you were doing your final project mm-hmm. crying your head off and dad was like she doesn't need to be dealing with this dad right I didn't need to be dealing Sorry, with that can I just say I've just realised this dress has a zipper very pop my tit out oh that's brilliant is this a maternity dress yeah I don't think my bosom would reach up that high. I don't know if mine's going to... I mean, it's not very comfortable. (laughs) Rosemary, pregnancy's not about comfort. Is there not an opening at the top of it as well to actually open the entire flap? No, at the top, not of your boob, of the dress. (laughs) You're examining your boob. Is there not an opening at the top of it? Is there? I don't know how my body works. I'm talking about your dress. Where does the milk come out? (laughs) 
No, there's no opening at the top of the dress. Anyway, thanks for distracting from my humiliation. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I wondered the same thing. How could he do this to me? But in yeah. hindsight, as you now all know, he didn't do it to me. I did it to myself. And that's why it really hurts. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to sing that too. Yeah. So anyway, so Can I did I it to myself. So I'd say, I would say in this instance, did it work to get back together? No. Did he ever say it would? No. Should we have gotten back together? No. If somebody cheats on you and doesn't call you, let them be. By all means, be raging. Do not arrange a get back together date. No, do not. Do not listen to the inner heartbreak. This is just you mending yourself to move on to better things. God. I know, Rosemary. Now you're looking at me with all different eyes. I'm just like, like, it's very depressing. It's very depressing. I was going to ask then, do you think, well, I was going to say an ex of mine cheated on me, but in the way of like went out with his mates, got absolutely hammered, kissed someone and then came immediately home to tell me. Oh, that's not better either though. No, no. Well, it's marginally better because he came back and he was like, I'm so sorry. It was like immediately. You know what I mean? It was like, I'm so sorry. It was a mistake. Like, I don't know how it happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you know what? Don't say stupid things. Awful. I'm not saying that's a d- direct quote that he said, but like, I don't know how it happened. Don't say stupid things. Oh, I know. Right? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say if you're going to cheat on somebody, just own it and then like stop talking quickly. Yeah. And then we, like, we didn't break up. Well, did we? I, I kicked him out, basically, more because I was like, this is what I have to do now, to have some dignity. Yeah. Kicked him out and he went home and lived with his mom for a couple of weeks, maybe a week or two. And then I basically, like you, begged him to get back with me. Oh, yeah, but that was, but that was different because he didn't do what my experience, you Oh, know, yeah, did. yeah, no, 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 no. And, and as it turns out afterwards, later, you know, after we actually broke up, broke up, people told me, oh, yeah, he was cheating on you lots of times, right? And people are so helpful. But I really wish that, I mean, and I know that they were like, I don't want to get involved, but then don't get involved. Then but don't then tell don't me afterwards. don't say ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I would actually have appreciated knowing. Now, I don't know that I would have been delighted, but I, I don't think I would have freaked out at them. I think I wouldn't have I don't wanted think to you hear would have either, but do you think you would have broken up with them or do you think you would have stayed with him and then ended up, because I always wonder in those situations, would you have ended up distancing yourself slightly from that person? Because you're embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. like, they know this and they told me and I didn't break up with them and I can't. I can't no, I think armed them. with you that ammunition, I, mean? I may not have been as heartbroken. Right. I may not have called him back a second time. But you know what? Who knows? I probably would have who done knows? it all yeah. the exact same and then just been like doubly annoyed with myself. So, I mean, who knows? I'm trying to think, have I ever been broken up with by somebody who then tried to get back with me? Sadly, no. Oh my God, nobody's ever tried to get back with me, ever. There was that one time at my 21st that the guy who'd dumped me in a, and over whom I was mooning, I had been mooning for five <laughs> <Physically>? months. Physically? <laughs> for five months. Then drunkenly said to me on the stairs something like, you know, like, you look great, do you ever think? And I was like, listen, leave it out. And then was like, going to kiss him later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, have to play hard, hard to get. And then he invited us all to a party at his house, remember? And then yeah. he didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> he got in a taxi and went to his dad's and was like, I was too drunk. What could have been? What, what should have been? Well, I also went out with this guy. I don't know if this really counts. This doesn't really count as like getting back together. But I went out with this guy on a blind date on Mythic in France, Paris, France. And sorry, I just have to do that accent when I speak about France. And you don't actually. I really fancy this guy. I thought he was really... Listen, I mean, actually, that could be anybody. I was just about to say, I was like, you and I, like, 
Somebody said to me one day, what's your type? And I was like, oh. I literally fancy everyone oh. don't have a type. No, I've actually now remembered about that Guardian art- article. There was a term, a term in there for people who can only have feelings, who can only have physical relationships with people that they have emotional attachments to. And I'm like, how do you not have an emotional attachment oh, to yeah. every single person you meet? Yeah, I'm literally <laughs> like, 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 like every, every man I meet, suss out, might be single, get a slight inkling that he's flirting with me, which honestly does not take a lot. I'm literally like, oh, so attached. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I'm like fucking imagining our like our future together, imagining like all the things we could do. What we could do this, we could do this. Oh, where is he from? It was from the Guelph. I'm imagining long weekends we could spend together. Well, do you remember when you were here on Tinder and you were like, this guy likes me? And I said like, do you like them? You're interviewing them too. And oh, yeah, you went, I was like, and you were irrelevant. like, what? <laughs> you were like, I, yeah, I suppose you're right. Anyway, met this guy and he, we went for a date. And he brought me for drinks and he brought me to meet two of his work colleagues. And I was, but immediately I was, and they were really nice and normal, two French girl and a guy, right? And I was like, and they, and he went to the bathroom, you know, and they were like, oh my God, you are so nice. Like, we love you now. You're super sad. We've met a couple of his previous dates and they're all nuts, right? And they were really likable and relatable. So I was like. But that also means you're not his type. Oh, probably. Well, thanks. No offense. Well, I mean, he told me I was his type and he told me he loved me. You're totally different to any of, of his other girls we've met. You're not his type. Oh, do you know what I mean? Go on. He told you he loved you? No. As in oh. like, you know, he told you're you he was great. About you, like. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Right. Okay. And it's only one date. Okay. But we've been messaging for ages on the app, right? Oh, as you can imagine. I know. Disaster. That's what I said to Julia. At a certain point, I was like, no more messaging back and forth. Yeah. Look at the profile. Go on the date. Do not chat yeah. because everybody's witty and everybody has a Serrano de Bergerac in the background making up good jokes for them. I don't even think it's that everybody's witty. This is really very on the device. I'm no, saying no, no, no. Mm. I don't think everybody's witty on the device. I think I'm witty on the device, and then I end up laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> and then I I'm never like, do we're that. Having, <laughs> and then I'm like, we're having the best chat. I remember sending like message exchanges to my friend Claire and being like, "Look at this guy. He's really funny." And she'd be like, "Rosemary, he's not funny. You're funny." Rosemary, you're not that funny. So she's just okay. being nice. Carry on, carry okay, on. So, anyway, so he went to the bathroom. Yeah, he'd, he'd go to the bathroom and the friend. And, but also the fact that he had friends because that's part of like going on these, mm-hmm. you know, especially not in Ireland where like in Ireland, the yeah, minute yeah. you meet up with somebody, like every single person I know who went on Plenty of Fish was like, oh, I went out with this person. No, Turns somebody, out like yeah. he knew my cousin's aunt's yeah. teacher, whatever. Yeah, and then you can place them. Like sometimes yes. you're like, oh, it turns out they're friends with that weird guy who went to my school. Yes. That like, oh. And yeah. in, in Paris, we did not have that, right? Like right. you'd be going, I have no context for this person. I I don't know like what this area like yeah. what people are like you know what you know who comes from here who comes from there who comes from the south france who com- i don't know if a shiny tracksuit is a good sign a bad sign or an indifferent sign like i don't understand the cues that are just blasting at you okay. in your own hometown yeah. you know what i mean yeah so anyway this guy we go on the stage and it's all great and i was absolutely infatuated with him which we've now discovered really is Not indicative of nothing yeah <laughs> okay and he's like oh when are we going to meet we're going to meet again tomorrow and i was like yeah that sounds great right so Anyway, say in the Guardian, did you kiss? Listen, that would be telling. Of course we kissed, right? Had a great kiss. Off he goes home. The next day, he's like, oh, sorry, I can't meet. Oh, he did text me though the next day. He's, oh no, he texted me that night. Had a great time. Love to meet you again. Like, blah, blah, blah. Great. Oh, my friends loved you. I'm like, fab. I'm literally, to your point, I'm like marching myself down the aisle. He is following, not that willingly, probably. Anyway, the next day, he's like, unfortunately, uh, my cat's sick. That was it. My cat's sick. <laughs> you think I put this together? Unfortunately, my cat's sick and I can't make it. Pussy problems. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is a bit dodge. Julie, is this dodge? She's like, no, you never know. It could be fine. You the should have gone day, over with a couple of chicken soup for the cat. Well, I didn't know where he lived, right? Oh, so the next day, he's like, as well. next day he's like, oh, my dad's over. I can't come and visit. 
I was like, well, do you want to have a chat on the phone? So he calls me up and then he serenades me with the guitar. At this point, I'm like, this is the man of my dreams. And as I look around this room with 20 guitars in it that belong to Don, I'm like, there's something here. Sorry, Don's never serenaded you on the phone. Has he? No, he hasn't. Thank fuck. Oh my God. I was like, as I said that, I was like, oh my God, I hope he hasn't. He was probably terrible as well. Like your man. He's like, I'm I'm out on my balcony playing the guitar. He probably wasn't. He was probably like in a sitting room. (laughs) Who knows? French music. Frere Jacques. Who knows? I don't like a lot of French music. Anyway, I like French music. That's very narrow-minded of you. Oh, please. Anyway. I like French pop from uh, The Hookup Plan. That's about it. Oh, that was was a good TV show. Good soundtrack. So this goes on now for weeks, right? And then he stops calling me. So I'd like to say I stopped calling him too, but I think there was one night where I was like, I've called him 13 times, Julie, and he's never called me back. (laughs) I know. That took me. Even that, I cried myself to sleep one night and then I got over him. But what? The hell. I cried myself to sleep one night and then I got over him three weeks later. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it was at least three weeks. He's just not that into you. But like, why did he bother calling you and serenading you down the phone? I have no idea. Why did he I bother? Mean, sorry to circle back, but why did that guy I went on a date with text me that night telling me how great my podcast was, how funny he thought I was and invited me over to watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> why did that happen? <laughs> I just don't understand. Men are weird. <laughs> if you're listening right now, please email us. Not without my sister, gmail.com and let me know why you texted me that night and said... You thought I was hilarious. You loved my podcast. You listened to all, all, to all my podcast episodes. They were so funny. Have I thought about being a stand-up comedian? He actually said that. And would I like to come over and watch Game of Thrones and meet your dog? Yeah, he probably regretted afterwards. He was like, God, if she does become a stand-up comedian, I can't be her boyfriend. Because <laughs> I don't want to well, be Claire didn't her. want to be my boyfriend either. Like, anyway, Beatrice. Well, okay. Way. And I'd like to say, if you're listening, si tu écoutes cette podcast, pourquoi tu me... Because your French has got... Pourquoi terrible. tu quelque chose le guitar... <laughs> See to a Coots podcast. You're like Carrie Bradshaw and Dior. It's very embarrassing. This is like you're living France for like four years. Could or you something. not three years? Could you not date yourself a little bit less? It's like uh, Emily at Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Emily in Paris. <laughs> anyway, and then the other time that I that I went out with this French guy, actually another French guy, and we were going out. We went out for about a year. And about nine months into it, like he was so nice. What I really liked about him was he had tons of really cool friends who I loved. I loved hanging out with him and his friends. There's a common theme here, actually. I've just realized mm-hmm. I mainly date people for their friends. So Don better get a, a posse get a, together. Better get a move on, yeah. And start like socializing in Fort Wayne right now or else. Oh, although maybe his friends in Fort Wayne would put you off. No offense to men in Fort Wayne, because I obviously like a lot of them myself. One in particular, my husband. My husband. My husband. You wrote that the other day. My hubs. I can't. No, I didn't. You did on your Patreon piece, and I was horrified. I did not. You did. I absolutely. It was a slip of the finger. I deny it. It was. That never happened. Much like I do not own a single pair. You know, people have started sending me pictures of wedges, and I saw these and thought of you. (laughs) I don't own a single pair of wedges. You weapon. Only because you've just cleaned out your wardrobe. Go on. Whatever. Go on. Anyway, I was going out with this guy, and I really loved. He was really. He was really needy he was very demanding of my time of my emotion of my everything like he wanted to always be together he wanted to do everything together he was very jealous if I wanted to go out with my girlfriends and not in a like not in a controlling maniac but in a kind of a just oh, sort of needy way yeah, yeah exactly and then he would get kind of peeved and he had like little petty tempers and you know not nothing that you'd be like oh my god I'm afraid of this guy but more like oh get over yourself you know and then and he also he was really nice but he also ate loads of gross foods that I really hated like loads of awful and like 
also buko and all these things that I really don't want to watch people eat. He was eat a French him. gourmand. He was, and I actually turned my stomach. He was constantly slurping escargot down his throat. No wonder you ended up with a veggie. Oh yeah, exactly. He only likes You're cheese. Safe. I was saying that to Tom the other day. He could actually subsist on just a plain diet of cheese. Oh my God, so could I. Dubliner. Dubliner white cheddar. Well, anyway, and then I just, then we'd go out for dinner and I would have to avert my eyes from the actual eating that was happening in front of me. And I always just, I'd be like, I'll just have a, a salad. Actually, I should probably stay with them. Anyway, and then so we broke up over something absolutely ridiculous. He got really enraged when Julie and I were planning to buy ourselves rings. To buy each other rings. Each other rings for our 30th birthdays. And it was more like, we're independent women. Here's a, did I already tell the story? Yes. Right. And he got really enraged. Tell it again. And so, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not actually arguing with you over what my friend's buying you. Like, you don't get to decide what yeah, my friend yeah. is buying me for my birthday or what I'm buying her. Like, you can, you're you welcome like, to also, give me a piece of jewelry yeah, if you also, want to. Yeah, but also, wasn't he like, like, I should be the one buying you a ring? Oh, yeah. kind of like, well, then fucking buy me a ring. Well, 100%. Like, that's my point. Like, you can buy yeah. a present independent of what else is happening. Like, you do what you do you, as they say. God, can you imagine, can you imagine if I bought you something and Don was like, I really wanted to get that for you? Like as if you'd be delighted. Listen, I've got eight fingers. I've, I can wear more than one ring. Anyway. Oh my God, for a second, I was like, where are your other two fingers? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we broke up, right? We broke up. And I think I told this story. We broke up and, but then I was a bit like you. I was like, oh my God, have I made a mistake? But I mean, I really did like him. And it's a bit like that. What's it called? The lost, what is it? The the wasted something fallacy. I can't remember what it's called now. I was thinking about it the other day. It's the one where like you've already invested X amount of time so you don't want to throw away that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I was like, I've already... Oh, I can't remember what Yeah, called. right. We put in the notes that you're not writing anymore. Anyway, I was like... Sometimes I write notes. I was like, I've already gone out with him for eight months and like it's, you know, we've, we've had some great times and I loved his friends. As I'll say again, I was like, and I love his friends and I'll never see his friends again and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, we broke up. And then he did actually say, can we meet? He was in France and, oh, I was living in New York at the time. And he came over and he said, can we meet? Actually, he was living in New York too. I know it's very complicated. Anyway, he's like, do you, want, do you want to meet up? Well, I'm coming back from Paris for my trip to my family. Let's meet and have dinner. So we meet in this restaurant. We sit down and I was like, oh, it's great. And I, I was all open to getting back together because I was assuming he was coming to be like, listen, the drama. Because a lot of it was also, he had been traveling and I had been traveling. So a load of it mm-hmm. had been via text, via phone. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be like, listen, I just miss you. Let's get back together. So, oh no, we had already gotten back together and this was the time we broke up. So we got back together, we broke up and now this was our second breakup, right? So, okay. So the first one obviously didn't take. So this was the second breakup. So we meet for dinner and he sits down and he goes, he was waiting there in a suit probably with a massive big like hunk of gross looking meat in front of him I didn't know what (laughs) I go so I sat down I was like hi you know and he goes well are you ready to apologize and I was like no I was like what are you talking about he's like I'm ready for your apology and I was like for what like for basically not, you know, defending him or like seeing his side of it. And I'm like, are you actually joking? Like, are we going to also be talking about this for the rest of our lives? Like, it's over. No, you wouldn't if you had just apologised. Well, you're right. So I didn't apologise. You didn't get back together. So we didn't get back together. But anyway, the point is the first time it didn't take. And then the second time we didn't do it. But I do remember the first time we got back together. 
we got back together and then we went and hung out on the roof and the minute we got back together I knew it was a mistake do you know that feeling like I was literally like oh I should because I just was I so think, sorry I'd broken his heart because he really yes, wanted to get back together yeah I think I had that feeling every single time I got back together with my school boyfriend even though I just kept doing it yeah, yeah. but like there'd be a moment where he would like look deep into my eyes and be like I'm so glad we're back together we're soulmates and I'd be like oh god I yeah that's it I knew serious. we weren't soulmates right I yeah. knew this wasn't the the way I wanted to feel in a relationship but I also didn't want to risk making a mistake. I think that was it. I never wanted yeah. to like get it wrong. But it's also terrible. Sorry, like, and we can talk about this in another episode. Breakups are so hard because if you're the one doing the breaking up, you have to deal with your new reality, right? That you're like, all the things that I thought were going to happen or all the things that I saw, even in the short term, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to go on holidays. None of those things are happening anymore. But you also have to deal with either like the guilt or the sadness, just the heart, like it's so hard because it's the one of the only situations in life where you kind of on purpose cause someone this emotional pain. You know what I mean? I don't know, there are many, but I also think it's the, you know, it's terrible being broken up with, right? Obviously. Yeah. But in a way it's fine because that person's telling you they don't want to be with you. So and there's nothing you're you can off. do about it. Well, yeah, well. you're better off. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it and you get to wallow in your pain. But if you broke yeah. up them, you are also thinking, am I wrong? Yeah. Did yeah. I did I make a mistake? Yeah. And Are like they often, the person for me? Is yeah. this what a relationship is? I know no relationship is perfect. Is this the imperfect part? Yeah. And like often you're also heartbroken, but in a way you don't like your friends don't come over with like ice cream and balloons. Do they not? Well, not when you're the one who did the breaking up. Really? But you still got you still broke up. Yeah, but I think you don't get as much sympathy because it's like, oh, you know, well, as long as you're happy with your decision. Do you know what I mean? I think you don't get to be as heartbroken or you don't get, it's it's not considered that you're as heartbroken when you're the one who did the breaking up. I mean, I really don't know because I think that was the only time I broke up with somebody. I think every other time I got broken up with. Maybe I don't know because I just nearly always did the breaking up. Did you? Until I got older, like, there were a few mutual breakups. I feel like most, there is no such thing as a mutual breakup apart from yours with Liam, like where you're actually still friends. Well, mine with Liam, but like mine with my ex who moved to Australia, where we just both kind of realized he wanted to move to Australia. I didn't. We're like, oh, like I want to stay here and, you know, I have this job in the Irish Times and I don't want to leave it. And I think we were both really heartbroken, but it was like. To be very honest, I don't think, I think only you think that was a mutual breakup. Honestly. He's the one who decided to leave the country. So, I mean, I feel like he. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. I don't mean this badly, but I if, mean quite genuinely. I, I think, think that this very hard breakup was mutual o- over a decade ago. Who are you? No, I'm just telling you. You Who are, are you, to, you are to entitled to think that, but I'm saying I don't think that was the Keep perception. That to yourself. Oh, okay. But so what I'm saying is, I think you did get broken up with. But you know what? Maybe you dealt with it great because you thought you did it. Oh. Right? I was delusional. You're not delusional. Oh my gosh! What other instance in my life do I have? Listen, to now this go is your over? truth. Just because this is my truth, I mean, your truth is probably truthier because it happened to you. That was just my perception. You know what? That was my perception. And I was wrong. Clearly. Yeah, I never knew that was your perception until right now. You absolute bitch. That I was like, <laughs> God, I'm like. That's why I was so nice that. to you. I was bringing you ice cream and sending you flowers and checking you in on in you. Milan. I know, but I was checking in on you and caring about you. Bringing me ice cream and sending me flowers? As if. Mentally. You're poor in Milan. Like. You're destitute. Like kind of. Living hand to mouth and working in that Irish bar. You didn't give a fuck about me. I cared a lot about you. I was horrified on your behalf that he was moving all the way across the world to get away from you. obviously it was mutual we'd love to know you know what I I would like to hear stories because I'm sure there are loads of people who broke up like properly broke up for a significant period of time and then got together and lived happily ever after I'd like to hear those stories I need some happiness in my life after my sister's been an absolute bitch I'm sure that does happen though oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm sure that does does happen where people like 
go off, find themselves, yeah, and then rediscover each other. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be so nice. Yeah, that'd yeah. be romantic. I'd like to hear some happy romantic stories. Yeah, that'd be nice. So would I. You can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and for once we'll actually read them out. I'd, I'd also like, like that. oh, that'd be nice. I'd also like to hear, just to make me feel better, some really embarrassing stories of how people begged other people to get back with them. Just to well, see sorry, do, maybe that happened to other do people. Do I need to go over the one where I was standing on the street corner and he was going, and I wish to see each other anymore? And I was like, no, because you already told that one. And I already, I already, do I need to tell you again? No, I already tit for tatted that one with the one where I screamed at the Italian oh, guy to like, street. never leave me. <laughs> oh God. God. Listen, and look at us now, aren't we happy as Larry? Happy as Larry. Just goes to show you can really shame yourself terribly. And still everything will work out-ish. I wonder if Don knows how badly he could treat me before I'd actually break up with him. Beatrice. I wonder how he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Liam, take that out. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. Check out our website, notwithoutmysis.com, which I promise I'm going to update any day now. You can follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister, individually at Beatrice McCabe, at Rosemary McCabe, our McCabe is M-A-C-C-A-B-E, blame our dot. And we'll get you on Friday for a mini episode and next Tuesday for a full length thrilling roller coaster ride of emotional shame. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.